This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show's your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guest I interview, your input is valued. If it's in the news, on TV, at the movies, whether political, social, economic, whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss on this and Open Air Monday. Uh, as always, however, I do have a lesson, but that lesson that I have will not stop you, I know it won't, from calling in with your very own question about the Bible, theology, Christian living, or apologetics. Uh, and Marcus looks like he's got, he's full of energy. What's on your mind, sir? I'm oh, he's happy. He's happy to see me. I think he's just trying to get on my good side. That's But he does. Just seeing him gives me joy. Number to call? How dare you? <laughs> Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. As I continue to talk about something I started last program, uh, which, of course, all of you wonderful callers interrupted with your phone calls, which is fine. That's the name of the game. It's Bible Talk. We're supposed to talk about the Bible. Uh, uh, so I might have an agenda, but my agenda is immediately replaced by yours when you call with any question you have out of the Word of God. All right. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. We were looking at Satan, actually the doctrine of Satan. And I'm not coming out of any other book but the Bible. The Bible does discuss this if you, in fact, study systematic theology. Uh, uh, within the broad category of angelology, we have demonology being discussed and Satanology. Now, of course, demonology deals with the beings that fell with Satan. And Satanology itself talks about the devil. Okay, uh, what he does in the earth and all that kind of stuff. And it's very important to know. Understand, everything that the Bible teaches is important for you to learn, Okay, especially uh, systematic theology, the doctrines of the Christian faith. I mean, those kinds of studies can help you immensely. And uh, this is what we do uh, at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries is we teach the Word of God and uh, so we can learn how to live for God and to know what the Bible says about uh uh, Satan is more important than uh, anywhere you're going to get information about him from the television, especially during this time when literally uh, the, Satan has become a movie star. That's why we have our spiritual warfare conference on October 31st, where we do not build up the devil, but we tear him down by warning people about the kingdom of the occult. So uh, if you have any questions about the Bible or this subject call, but I want to make sure that I talk about this. Uh, in a helpful way uh, for you, in a biblical way, as we look at the devil, okay, and uh, what he is doing in the earth. First of all, uh, there's some interesting passages. Second Corinthians uh, chapter 4 and verse 4 is very enlightening. Here is uh, Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, where it says, 
In fact, let's read verse 3 as well. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. All right? Here we find Satan is called the God of this world. Now, that's a very uh, important verse of Scripture. Because we've got to define, right? Hermeneutics in, uh, insists that we define what is meant when it says that Satan is the God of this world. All right? And that's what we're going to do when we come back. Got some callers on the line. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's go to Richard in River Ruiz. Hello, Richard. Good evening, Pastor. How are you? Real good. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. I thought I'd try to catch you before you get into the media program. But uh, I do have a question besides uh, one that you set up. Okay. Uh, I, I often hear about Moses and his, you know, the things that he accomplished. But in Exodus 4, 24, I don't have my Bible, but I think it's 424. It talks about where God uh, threatened Moses' life or that made him sick or close to death. It was regarding him being disobedient as far as circumcising the son. I wonder if you could give me some insight to that. Yeah, I think you may be. I think you're close to your answer already, though, by what you said. You're exactly right. It's found over in Exodus chapter 4, where uh, we see that uh, uh, deal with Moses and uh, actually his wife, which says, and I'll start at verse 23, uh, And I say unto thee, Let my son go, that he may serve me. And if thou refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son, even thy firstborn. All right. Now, this, of course, is dealing with uh, what the interaction between Pharaoh and, and Moses, right? Then it goes right. on at verse 24, and it came to pass by the way. That's a message that Moses just sent to Pharaoh. What you're talking about is starting at verse 24. And it came to pass by the way, in the end, that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. Then Zipporah took a... Now, first, that that's shocking, right? He, he's trying to kill him. Yeah, I, so the first, it, I don't hear many people preaching on that or teaching on it. Uh, well, I don't. They, they really should, you know, especially since we're talking about early in the Bible. Uh, if people are reading the Bible through, they get to this uh, passage rather quickly once you finish Genesis. So it is important to, to, to discuss. It says, so it came to pass that by the way, in the end, the Lord met him and sought to kill him. So the question becomes, why did the Lord seek to kill him? It says here at uh, uh, verse 25, Then Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at his, at his feet and said, Surely a bloody husband art thou to me. So he let him go. That means God let him go, didn't kill him. Then she said, A bloody husband thou art because of the circumcision. So what was happening here, no doubt, is Moses knew that he was supposed to circumcise his son. Okay? He knew that. Following the Abrahamic covenant, he was supposed to do it. And Zipporah didn't like it, okay? And so, uh, you know, so in, in other words, he had, he, he had her trying to block him from doing something that he, know, he knew that he had to do. That was a sign back then in the Old Testament uh, that you were a Jew, a part of God's people, okay? Uh, and it was continued right. until New Testament times where it ended uh, in Christ. Uh, so that's why uh, he was going to to, uh, to be killed, because he wasn't obeying uh, what was said uh, to Abraham. 
Yeah, basically following the Abraham. Yeah, uh, concerning circumcision, uh, dealing with the Abrahamic covenant. So that is where his uh, where the problem uh, was, and uh, on that God wasn't playing. I mean, <laughs> now that had had okay. to be done. We see even in Genesis chapter uh, seventeen, verse fourteen, where it says, uh, "And the uncircumcised man." Okay, now, now here's what the Bible says, and this is what Moses knew. Uh, in Genesis seventeen fourteen, and the uncircumcised man child, whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off from his people. He had broken my covenant. See that? Okay, that's so, a, that's why I thought I I just wanted to be sure that I was understanding that, you know, correctly because uh, I heard a couple of commentaries and they were disagreeing with that. So I just wanted to. You know, be sure. Well, most commentaries I've seen uh, are real right on the button with that because you can't beat the biblical interpretation where Scripture literally interprets Scripture. Uh, so uh, Moses, as you can see, did that so that he could carry out the uh, fulfillment of the uh, Abrahamic covenant uh, and uh, circumcision. Okay. One more quick one, if I may. Sure may. Uh, Revelation, Revelation 12 talks about the gate. And the apostle's name mm-hmm. at the base of it. Now, is that symbolic or is it literal? And no, their names will really their names will really be there of the disciples. So they, now, now there's the which apostles would it be? Well, so Judas was. Well, I, I know that's the I knew I knew you were going there. I knew that's where you were going. That's the that's the question everybody asks, and of course uh, uh, there's a debate over it. I can tell you my view. I think it's going to be uh, the twelve. Uh, uh, disciples, uh, including though Matthias, because yeah, he's the one who took the place of Judas. Right. Now, however, there are others, especially some of my Baptist friends. They <laughs> they have hey, trouble hey, with hey, that. Hey. They say what they believe is that uh, actually it's going to be Paul rather than uh, you know Matthias. But but remember, Paul was not one of the twelve. Yeah, he wasn't one of the twelve. Matthias actually right. took, uh, took the place of Judas in that role. So all I can say is we just have to see on that one. But, uh, right. but uh, just uh, at least you know though what the theories are concerning it. Yeah, and I thought it would be Matthias also. And I am attending a Baptist church, but that's neither here nor there. That's right. Uh, but I, I have <laughs> a I have a Baptist word. background. I have a Baptist license and everything, even though I'm a non-denominational guy now. But yeah. All right, glad all right. to be of well, service to you, you, my friend. Thank you, sir. All right. Welcome. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Your questions welcome here. Uh, Just dial that number, and I'll be glad to change from what I'm talking about to talk about what you want to discuss. Looking at this passage, which says that Satan is the God of this world. Now, we need to understand what that means, okay? Uh, because there are some who say that, uh, uh, in fact, this is something taught uh, by some in the prosperity movement, that uh, Adam was given a lease of 6,000 years, and after that time he messed up, and so Satan became the god of this world, and he's the one in charge, blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't know if that's what it means in Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, but uh, we're going to definitely get down and find out what it is, but we've got to call it. That caller is Gary Pontiac. Let's talk to Gary and see what's on his mind. Hello, Gary. Yes, I hope you enjoy, uh, Pastor Moss, you enjoy the weekend. Um, my question comes from about John the Baptist in Matthew 11, chapter. Can I read it? About John the Baptist? Yes. Yeah. 
Well, Jesus prophesied in the 10th verse, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare the way before thee. Mm-hmm. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of woman, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Uh-huh. Can you explain that? Well, actually, you know, I can't. I don't know exactly all that that means. But basically all he's saying is that what uh, we know today and those who come after John, remember, John the Baptist is the forerunner of Christ. Okay, So in other words, uh, he is still, he's considered by some the last actually of the Old Testament prophets. The things that they were looking to be fulfilled were fulfilled by Jesus Christ. So I think one of the answers to this question, Gary, is that those who see the fulfillment of these prophecies are those who, uh, you know, when it takes greater, it's not talking about greater in terms of a person or persons, but in terms of the revelation that we receive. We are seeing the fulfillment of whole, a whole lot of things that John the Baptist and no doubt some of the other prophets w- wish they had seen. Okay? In fact, remember over in First Peter, which is interesting, it's a good question that you asked. I think First Peter helps us some with this because uh, here we see in First Peter chapter 1. Now, this is talking about the Old Testament prophets, Gary. It says in First Peter 1 and 10, of which salvation... The prophets, that's talking about Isaiah, Jeremiah, all those guys, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Okay, talking about those who got in the New Testament. Verse 11, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the suffering of Christ and the glory that should follow. So, and then it says at verse 12, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us they did minister things which are now reported. So, in other words, the Old Testament prophets, they, uh, the prophecies came to them, but they did not see the fulfillment. Those who see the fulfillment, and they, they were longing to, they wanted to, but it wasn't revealed to them. A lot of that is revealed to us. So, I think that is really the target of what uh, was being said uh, uh, by John the Baptist and all of them, that we actually are ones who uh, are blessed to see the fulfillment of prophecies that they didn't have all the answers to themselves. All right, number to call, area code 866-423-9578. We'll be right back. Oh, wow. Copy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, where have you been? If you snore, the first time you use mute can be quite an experience. <laughs> I can breathe. I can breathe. Snoring can happen when your nose is blocked, forcing you to breathe through your mouth. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device designed to increase airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. <laughs> Thanks to Mute, you get all the air you need through your nose and not your mouth, which means less snoring and more chance of sleep. <sighs> That's the best night I've had in years. In trials, 75% of couples reported a reduction in snoring when using Mute. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. To find your local store or for more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. Scripture warns that pride goes before destruction. That's an important reminder for all of us, but especially for those in positions of spiritual power. Learn about the power of weakness and the weakness of power as we continue the pastor's study this week on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Alistair Begg, 
weekday mornings at 8.30 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk, Detroit. Mike Lindell, the CEO and inventor of MyPillow, wants to give back to WLQV listeners by offering deep discounts on MyPillow products. If you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special, you're going to see some impressive offers. Yes, offers with an S. For starters, MyPillow has a great body pillow. It used to be $85.68. Now when you use the promo code RUNTOWIN, it's $29.99. That's 65% off. That's incredible. They have other equally impressive Impressive offers under the radio listener special. Go to MyPillow.com, that's MyPillow.com, to access more discounts on other fantastic products. Or call 800-919-5912, 800-919-5912, and make your order right now. And remember to use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hello, this is Pastor Myron Jenkins, a Biblical Living Live radio broadcast. Join us as we take a look at God's Word on how to live God's Word the biblical way. Every Saturday at 11 a.m. on Faith Talk 1500, where preaching and teaching the Word is good, but living it is even better. Join us every Saturday as we take a look at God's Word. That's 11 a.m. every Saturday on Faith Talk 1500. Even in the Old West, when the devil and his demons come to town, only Jesus Christ and a man called the Preacher can drive them out. On October 31st at 7 p.m. at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, come and see For For a a Few few Demons demons More. That's right, For a Few Demons More. At the Spiritual Warfare Conference at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries at 10709 Grand River at Oakman, where we don't celebrate Halloween, but we wage spiritual warfare. There will be a lesson taught called Staying Away from the Devil's Territory, then the feature presentation for a few demons more. Refreshments will be served and a free handout will be given. No tickets will be sold. However, a suggested donation of $10 from adults and $5 for children would be a wonderful blessing. But it is not mandatory. Please come. Don't miss it. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, where your questions about the Bible, about theology, about Christian living are welcome. And we extend an invitation to you to show up at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, 10709 Grand River at Oakman, on October 31st at 7 o'clock for our Spiritual Warfare Conference. In fact, you could arrive before 7 if you like. Maybe about 6.30 or so would be uh, better for you. Uh, sometimes we have some uh, parking difficulties because quite a few people do come uh, to our Spiritual Warfare Conferences. So we do encourage you to come. You will enjoy it. I'll be teaching on uh, the devil's territory and how to stay away from it. And our feature presentation, of course, a one-act play entitled For a Few Demons More. Uh, No tickets have to be purchased. Don't worry about that. Just bring a good donation to support Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. A suggested donation of $15 for adults and $5 for children would be uh, wonderful. If you can give more than that, please do, because we definitely have needs if we're going to keep Strictly Biblical going. But we do want to see you October 31st, uh, 7 o'clock, a little earlier than 7 if you want to get there, 
for our Spiritual Warfare Conference and the feature presentation for A Few Demons More. Number to call here, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Now, when we look at Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4, where Satan is called the God of this world, all right, we need to realize that does not mean what some people have taught. And so if you have heard this, uh, what I'm about to say, you've heard some false teaching. It wasn't that when Adam fell, then God turned the rulership of the planet over to Satan. That is not what happened. Okay, That's not what happened. Uh, some people go too far with what it, what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. When Satan is called the God of this world, what it means is he's the God of this wicked world, the wicked folks, the system of this world, not the world itself. Believe me, God has never handed the uh, rulership of the planet over to Satan. No, he, he's never done that. Okay? To allow Satan to do what he does now is just a part of God's plan, okay? as he wins humanity back to himself and, and redeems the earth. Now, we know that that's so because if we look at Psalms 24 and 1, it's clear. And nothing has changed this, where it says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell uh, therein. So, the earth is the Lord's. He's always been in control of it, never lost control of it. So, the idea that in Genesis, when Adam fell, and this is said by some prosperity teachers, that when Adam fell, then the ownership of the world passed over to Satan. Some have said uh, that even have went so far as to say God did not even own the dust on the planet anymore. It was given to Satan. None of that's true. None of that is true. But Satan was allowed to influence uh, those in the world, wicked leaders, wicked, wicked, wicked rulers also. But God still remains large and in charge and in control. And he's going to bring an end to the rule of the devil. The, even that minor rule he has now in uh, the wickedness that happens in the earth. In fact, right out of the box over in Genesis chapter 14, it's clear that God has never given, uh, there's been a transfer of rulership from uh, God to Satan. Friends, that just didn't happen. Not at all. Bible doesn't back that up at all either. Uh, and so that's something that we have to get straight. Otherwise, uh, your theology can can really be uh, messed up. Notice over in Genesis 14, right? Genesis 14, where remember Melchizedek, uh, when he blessed Abram, okay? And it says in uh, Genesis 14 and 17, and the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter at Chedorlaomer, and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Sheba which is the king's dale. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. So Abraham, this guy Melchizedek, was already knew God. He was a priest of the Most High God. Then verse 19, very instructive, in Genesis fourteen nineteen, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven, in earth. <clears throat> so right here, right here, Melchizedek is saying that God is the one who possesses the heavens and the earth. Uh, Adam wasn't in control of it. 
Okay, he he was a steward of uh, of the Lord, but he didn't control the earth, and definitely Satan didn't control it either. God still and always has been and is now large and in charge. Number to call: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Any questions you have about the Bible or about Satan, the doctrine of Satan, that's what we're looking at on this particular program as we head into October 31st, uh, which is a day really that uh, I think it's a day that we Christians need to claim as a day to fight against uh, all of this uh, preoccupation with the devil and evil that goes on at this time. I know a lot of people just have try to have fun on Halloween, but really behind it, there's a lot of darkness and occultic practices. We can get together, but it's a good time to get together to learn uh, about the occult, things to avoid, and make sure that the devil doesn't get any glory uh, out of this day. Uh, we need to recognize that riches, witches take this day for real. They really practice a lot of occultic things on this particular day, and we as Christians need to come together and come against it, and then let our kids know why. Uh, you're not dressing up in costumes and coming as some kind of monster or devil. Uh, and they'll enjoy it just as much. Uh, your children would especially enjoy Strictly Biblical because on our Spiritual Warfare Night, we want you to come, want family to come, but no costumes, no dragons, no monsters, no costumes of any kind. Uh, just come there to celebrate with us the demise of evil and uh, to show how uh, God has power over the devil. That's what we do in our spiritual warfare conference. You should love it. All right. Next thing to talk about is in terms of what the devil can do. And I think it's good to talk about a clear distinction that exists between what we call demon harassment and demon possession. It's, a person can be harassed by demons, influenced by demons, tempted by demons, okay, and people can also be possessed by demons. But there is a difference. There's a difference. Uh, everyone who does something evil, it doesn't mean that they're possessed. To be tempted by the devil, and then you do what you're tempted to do, is not the same as possession. And so those are things that we need to talk about as well. Because if we do not understand the limitations that are placed on the devil in the Bible, if we don't understand that, then people have a tendency, and people who haven't uh, studied spiritual warfare very much, have a tendency to exalt the so-called powers that the devil has. So let's look at what he can do and what he cannot do. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. If you want to call me, you can. We've got plenty of time. We've got at least 30 good minutes, minus some commercials, for you to call and talk about whatever you want to talk about in the Bible. All right? All you've got to do is dial that number, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, looking at the doctrine of Satanology, the doctrine of Satanology. What can Satan do? What can he not do? What are the limits placed upon him by the Word of God? Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. I think at this point, it's good to take a look at what happened to the Apostle Peter in Luke chapter 22. Very interesting 
passage of Scripture where, uh, you know, Peter really uh, thought that, uh, you know, he was going to be brave, going to defend the Lord and all of that. And, you know, the Lord told him about the denial part, and he didn't want to hear that. Um, But it's very interesting what we see happening in Luke chapter 22. And the language is uh, very specific in what it talks about. So if you've got your Bible, Luke, uh, St. Luke chapter 22 and verse 31. Notice what it says here. Where Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ himself, gives Peter a warning. He warned him. Here's what he told him. Luke 22, 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon. Behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Wow. Now, that's what Jesus told him. That is what he told him to his face. Okay? He said, once again, Luke twenty-two thirty-one. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Then verse 32. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Right? Wow. That was something to say. And, of course, Peter, he didn't like it, you know. In verse 33, uh, verse 33 here is in Luke twenty-two thirty-three, And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. And he said, Jesus had to tell him, though, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. That's what he told him. Now, what happened was that Satan, and I want to tell you something. The truth is, I think that we can extrapolate from what Jesus said about Peter to all of us. Satan desires all of us. Oh, if he had his way, uh, we'd be having a lot more trouble as Christians than we already have. Uh, uh, And there's a lot of trouble that he can stir up. But we do need to realize that he is on a chain. He is actually controlled by God, controlled by Jesus Christ. There's only so much that God will allow him to do. Uh, And one thing we know that he cannot do, one thing he cannot do is to possess Christians. That's right. That that can't happen to us. And there's a reason why. A number of reasons. First of all, because we are, in other words, we can't be possessed by the devil or demons because we as Christians are already possessed. Yes, we are. And so we can be sifted, we can be harassed, but possession, that is another story. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. So if you have a, a question you want to ask about the Bible, about the Word of God while I'm teaching, you can interrupt what I'm talking about, and I'll go right back to it. But I do not want a question or an inquiry that you have not to come out tonight. So if you have one, a question about the Bible, about the Word of God, about theology, give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. We need to be clear that Peter was not possessed. Okay, He was influenced by the devil. He was sifted. He's talking about an, uh, an outside activity. Okay, But he wasn't possessed. When a person is possessed, that means that the devil enters them. He takes control of their body, all right? Uh, when that happens, then a person is actually possessed. The language that is used to describe possession is different than the language that's used here in Luke 22 uh, to look at him influencing 
okay, or sifting a person, all right, as we see happen to Peter. Notice in this same chapter, in Luke chapter 22, and at verse 1, it says this, Now the feast of the unleavened bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Listen to this now. Verse 3, very important. Okay, It says, Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being one of the number of the twelve. And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him unto them. So you see the difference? Judas was actually entered into. Satan went into him. In Peter's case, the only thing we see is a sifting on the outside, pressure from the outside, maybe people coming to harass him. But it was totally different with Judas. Judas was entered by the devil. Let's go to Diane in Commerce. Hello, Diane. What's on your mind? Hi, Pastor Moss. Um, I was wondering, um, I know you say, and, um, you know, if there's false teaching in the you know, by the pastor and church in the pulpit, we should just leave that church. Absolutely. And my question is, um, what? how do you handle it if, um, say, you're in a Bible uh, class um, in a church, um, you know, they're not really ministers teaching the Bible class, just other members, really. But but topics come up where they're promoting uh, the secret, <laughs> things like that. Um, should we, I just, you know, I've had a couple things happen through the years, and I just changed Bible classes within the same church. I, I, I did eventually leave the church, but I didn't know if the pastor should know about that. I think if I were, um, I, if it was my church, I would want to know. Um, and so I didn't know how to handle that. Well, I'll tell you how to handle it. The first thing to do, if false teaching, in other words, if there are teachers there, they might not be uh, uh, pastoral teachers working with the minister, but just teachers over Sunday school. Right. Still, if false doctrine is being taught, you need to tell your pastor right away. Mm-hmm. He needs to know. Okay, uh, And any self-respecting pastor uh, if he's orthodox and he hears someone teaching the secret at his church, he's going to tell them to cease and desist. Oh, yeah, he's going to tell them to stop. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 that's, so that's the thing to do. But false doctrine must be confronted. If it's not confronted, it's going to continue. Okay. Uh, okay. The, I, guess, I guess from what I've experienced, it, it, it's always kind of subtle. It's not really being taught, but it's being uh, talked about, uh, things have been talked about by, you know, the people leading a Bible study or whatever before church or whatever. And um, maybe they, you can tell that they're, they're believing it, not necessarily teaching it as part of the curriculum or anything of the, uh, the Bible, but, so, but that would be the same thing. That would be, just, what, 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 what happens is when you say teaching, though, you indicated to me that they're telling others about it. Well, they're telling others about it but it's not actually part of the program. Mm-hmm. It's more of a personal. Now, are these, personal. are these teachers that are doing this or people who yeah. are? In... Yeah, the teachers. Oh, yeah, no. The but teachers. Then if they're teachers, okay. then they could teach that to people, right? Uh, right. And so yeah. the pastor needs to know. Okay, that's what I, that's what I wondered. I've not said anything in the past. I, I've not. Um... Oh, absolutely. And you have a right to. 
Yeah, you yeah. have a right to. Because what happens is, you know, like, uh, you're no doubt like me, if false teaching continues, I'm leaving. Yeah, right. I'm not going to stand in church where false teaching is taught. In fact, in Titus now, even the Bible gives us the same direction, where it says, a man that is a heretic after the first and second admonition, reject. A person who's te- teaching heresy must be confronted. But it should be confronted by the pastor. Okay, well, thank you for your program. I've just learned so much about uh, the cults and, and false teaching, and uh, thank you for all the knowledge you share with people. Well, Diane, I thank you for calling, and uh, I, I'm, uh, just keep praying for me. Okay. God thank bless you. you. <laughs> thank you. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Let's go quickly now to Ypsilanti. Talk to Walter. Hello, Walter in Ypsilanti. Hello, hello there, Pastor. Hey, got a well comment plus a question, real quick. On the first of all, I want to know within the context that you're talking about, you brought the doctrine of Satanology. Are you saying that there are certain denominations is just going to the extreme, you know, un, you know, extra biblical nonsense on the on Satan himself? Give and, me, uh, give me an example. Can and do? Well, give me an example. Asking, yeah, there are, there you. are. Yeah, what is taught in the prosperity movement typically by some, word faith movement, is that Adam had a 6,000-year lease on the earth, and uh, then he lost it when he fell into sin, and so that now Satan is in control of the planet. Some have said that even the dust of the earth does not belong to God anymore because Satan is in control, and God is trying to find a way to get in. Stuff like that, which makes no biblical sense at all. Now, where they jump off, where they jump off with that is where... Uh, it says that Satan is the god of this world. But once we understand that what that means is this wicked world and not the earth, because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, it brings an end to that. Yeah. All I right. Well, Walter, that, Walter, that. hang on. I don't. Don't. Uh, can you hang on for a minute? Sure can. Okay. I got to take a break, and we'll be right back. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now, but they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. We've just received the news that your gift to Save the Children will now be doubled. That's right. Thanks to a generous private donor, every life-saving dollar you give will double to change the lives of children. Please call Save the Children right now. 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. You can give online at SaveChildrenToday.org. There are two radio stations in this city that focus on good news. One has the good news about the economy, jobs, consumer confidence, and the defeat over ISIS. One has the good news about the victory over the cross. One is all about the here and now. The other is all about eternity. To get through the day, you need both. So when you want to know more about the day's news and what to think about it, turn to FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. If you want to change your life, turn to FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk Detroit. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win the Daryl Wood Show. Terrorism, economic uncertainty, 
nuclear instability. The United States faces these and many other global dangers nearly every day. We face even greater risks against the U.S. Constitution and the rule of law here at home. Radical socialism, illegal immigration, racial divides, social infighting, as bad actors want nothing more than to destroy our way of life. We are facing a war for America's soul, and now is the time to rise up to protect conservative ideals. Join the Patriot on Saturday, November 2nd for the War for America's Soul Tour, an event like none other. With Sean Hannity, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, and other special guests, you will be ready to give an intelligent answer to assaults from the far left. The War for America's Soul Tour is coming to Detroit on Saturday, November 2nd. Visit PatriotDetroit.com for details and to buy your tickets today. That's PatriotDetroit.com. Now, there's a place where all your Christian programs reside. All the best Christian radio stations live there. Find your local Christian station or look for one farther away that plays the program you like. ChristianRadio.com not only links you to the best Christian radio stations in America, like this one, but also podcasts of great, uplifting content designed to grow your faith. Find us now and download the app on either Apple or Android devices. It's the difference maker in your daily walk. ChristianRadio.com All right, Carol, you hang on the line. I'm still talking to Walter. How you doing, Walter? I'm still here. All right, sir. And your question, uh, uh, run that by me well, again. Well, that thing was on the doctrine of Satanism. I would say that it, it just people that's taking stuff out of context, mm-hmm. not reading it in a proper context. Right. Because, you know, you got Scripture in First John 2, chapter, verse 50, with a lot of Christians familiar with it, about the world will pass away in the lust thereof. And it talked about the lust of the eyes, flesh, and the pride of life. Uh-huh. And then um, there is also a scripture in the New Testament that says, world without end. You uh-huh. hear a lot of people saying stuff like, man, the world is coming to an end. You know, out of ignorance. Well, I would and say the, this, though. I never said that the world will end. The evil of the world and the earth, uh, that we know it, shall be the things in it will be burned up. That would be done away with. And the evil practices and sin and Satan, well, all the well, evil. What, I, what, but here, with. let me talk, though, Walter. But, and I'm saying I'm with you. I, I know that people sometimes go too far. But it's possible for a person, if you look, for instance, at Revelation chapter 21, and I'm like you, I'm a, I'm a Bible guy. That's the only thing that matters to me. It says in Revelation 21, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for yep. the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. So that doesn't mean, in other words, one thing we know, that the planet, and also this is backed up in Second Peter 3, so the Bible doesn't say that the earth is going to be totally obliterated and gone, but it does say that it's going to be transformed. So much so, till you call it a new heavens and a new earth, just like we're going to get resurrected bodies that are based upon these bodies. So it depends upon what a person is saying, Walter. If they say that the earth will be destroyed and there'll be no more earth and we're just going to heaven, then you've got some falsehood. But a new heaven yeah. and a new earth means that this earth as it is is going to be totally transformed, just as our bodies are going to be. So let's make sure we're uh, uh, getting the exact thing a person is saying before we say that they might not you know, know what they're talking about or they're ignorant. 
Yeah, they use it. I, you hear a lot about people, uh, you know, sometimes ignorantly, or they go by hearsay when they say the world, should, the world is coming to an end. And but when, but, you just quoted the right context. Yeah, and, 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 and I got, and then, that. and probably they're taking a, a, a verse like this, which is a, 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 is helpful to understand because uh, actually, you know. Uh, Revelation is a good place to go, just as you did. But also, Peter, he uh, when he talked about it, he talked about it in some real uh, graphic terms. Here's what he says: This is, and I'm sure you're familiar with this. Second Peter chapter three, right? Where yeah. he says at verse seven, "But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire, against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men." Okay. So, so he talks about it. And then he says this at verse 10. He says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also, and the works therein shall be burned up. And so from that... You know what I call that? What? <laughs> you know what I call that? What do you call that? Global warming. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, global warming. But, but it's not. All foolishness. But it's not. Hey, I got it. But, but let me tell you, but let me finish with you, though. Uh, it says, seeing that all these things shall be dissolved, okay? What manner of persons ought you to be in all, in holy conversation and godliness? Looking for the hastening and the coming of the day of the Lord, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. So in other words, no, the earth is not going to be destroyed, but it's going to be reformed almost, okay? It looks, so if a person is saying this, they're uh, saying correctly, but there will be an earth, and there, a new earth and a new heaven. There, there I'm with you. I just want to get that over to you. No, that's right. You're right, 100%. Right. But a bit of real question on a different subject. Okay. You mentioned, you know, some lady was talking to you, or you or somebody was saying something about False, false doctrine. Lead the, lead the church. Right. Would you throw this in that category? I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you guys on this one. Oh, Hagee, <laughs> you know, Hagee. I hear him say it all the time. Even in my denomination, there's images of God. Uh-huh. You hear this? Hear this? <laughs> Got something to do with money? Here we go. You are cursed with a curse if you don't tithe, and you're going straight to hell. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that, kind of tight. Would you I, leave a church on that one? Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would. I would. I think I'd be packing my Bible about that time. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> you are cursed with a curse, and you will not be blessed. Yeah, you, your 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 tires would be flat. Your your stuff will fall apart. Yeah. You uh, have money holes, you know, pockets it, with holes in it. And it's really it's really a shame when people uh, think they have to threaten you to get money out of you when you're serving the Lord. Thanks for your call, Walter. Appreciate it. That number to call area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's go to Carol in Madison Heights. Hello, Carol. Hello. Good evening. How are you? Really good. Good. This is my first time calling well, in thank you. on uh, this program. Um, so my question deals with titles people use who are in various type of churches. The mm-hmm. Bible tells us not to call any man father, for we have but one father. He is in heaven. And we do to call any man rabbi, which means teacher. Jesus is our teacher. Now, my understanding regarding the term of pastor is that it's interchangeable with shepherd and um, or elder um, used for uh, the men um, who are over the church, but it is always used as a description in the Bible and never used as a title. So my question is, why do you use the title pastor in front of your name? Where do you get that Bible authority to call yourself 
texter Emery as opposed to, you know, um, Emery um, Moss or Mr. Moss or Mr. Emery Moss? Well, because of the fact, as you say, it's descriptive. In other words, the titles that the Bible wants you to avoid are titles that are boosting you or lifting you up. But to describe your function is not a title. It's just describing what you do. My job is pastoring. Okay, My job is teaching. Right. So in no sense, okay. I'm a pastor and I'm a teacher. No problem. Apostles were called apostles. That wasn't a title for them. That described what they did. So the Bible never gives you, in fact, to be honest with you, pastor is a very humbling kind of uh, term. Because these are folks taking care of sheep, so you know he's not trying to make us look big. So, so it's not this. So, so if it's a type, and then listen to this, and to show you, and and, and, and then listen to it. If you go to the Bible, Acts thirteen, mm-hmm. to show you how descriptions are used. You can call them titles if you want. It's just describing what a person. Does. A doctor isn't blowing himself up when he says he's a doctor of medicine. That shows what he does. Now, when I know your well, problem and my problem. Taking it as a title because he's earned a certain degree, and that society has allowed him or her to use that. Yeah, but it just describes what a person does. In other words, if a person is describing what they do, that's what they should do. A physician is a physician. That's not done as a title to boost him up. That just describes what a nurse is a nurse. It describes what she does. And here, uh, hold on. I'm going to give you a scripture. Can you hang on, Carol? Sure. Hang on. I'll give you a scripture that hopefully will help with this when we come back. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. Critics of President Trump often express bafflement over why his broad support among conservatives is so enduring. The answer is short and simple. Trump is establishing a record of genuine and possibly lasting conservative reforms. The latest came on October the 9th when he signed two executive orders designed to improve transparency when government agencies issue or enforce guidance on how to best comply with a law or regulation. Don't be fooled by that word, guidance. These informal missives from the vast federal bureaucracy carry extraordinary real-world costs and sometimes extremely destructive punishment. Now, Trump is bringing down the hammer on the guidance-addicted bureaucrats. Quote, this regulatory overreach gravely undermines our constitutional system of government, Trump said. Now that is conservatism, and it's conservatism that attracts conservatives. How blindingly obvious. I'm Hugh Hewitt. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. The annual enrollment for Medicare is coming soon. So we're here at Health Markets, a free service to help make sure you have the right Medicare plan. Mike, there's a lot going on here. There sure is. Health Markets has invented the FIT score to instantly compare thousands of Medicare plans from national insurance companies. In minutes, folks can find out if their current plan is the right fit or if there's another plan that can provide extra coverage and help save money. Best of all, the service is free. So what Medicare benefits could people be missing out on? A lot. Plans with $0 copays, $0 deductibles, and $0 premiums. Plans that include dental and vision coverage for diabetic supplies, hearing aids, and more at no additional cost. With so many choices, our advice is don't go it alone when there's a free, unbiased service that can help. Go to healthmarkets.com or call 800-730-1372. That's 800-730-1372. 800-730-1372. Hello, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'll be joining the team at Salem Media Group in the summer of 2020 on a scenic cruise to Alaska. I'd like to extend a warm invitation to you to join us. I've been before, and Alaska is a spectacular place where God's design and His majesty are constantly on display. Glaciers, mountains, and untamed wildlife. 
If you've ever contemplated exploring this inspiring frontier, now is your opportunity, especially as we will enjoy all of these wonders from the comfort of our first-class cruise ship. The week will be filled with more than just awe-inspiring landscapes and quaint seaside ports, as Laura's story leads us in our worship and as we turn to God's Word as a compass for our time together. For more information and to book your trip today, visit faithtalkdetroit.com and search keyword Alaska. Even in the Old West, when the devil and his demons come to town, only Jesus Christ and a man called the Preacher can drive them out. On October 31st at 7 p.m. at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, come and see For For a a Few few Demons demons More. more. That's right, For a Few Demons More. At the Spiritual Warfare Conference at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries at 10709 Grand River at Oakland, where we don't celebrate Halloween, but we wage spiritual warfare. There will be a lesson taught called Staying Away from the Devil's Territory, then the feature presentation for a few demons more. Refreshments will be served and a free handout will be given. No tickets will be sold. However, a suggested donation of $10 from adults and $5 for children would be a wonderful blessing. But it is not mandatory. Please come. Don't miss it. All right. We're Beth. Carol, you still there, Carol? I'm still here. Yeah. All I wanted to illustrate is that definitely titles that boost people up, that's not what we're about. But in the Bible, uh, titles are given, or let's put it descriptions, if you want to call it that, to people which describes their function. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, these offices were filled, they're, they're no more, but evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So if the Bible uses the terms, uh, Carol, and applies this to people, then it must be appropriate to use them. Am I, is there something wrong with my logic here? Yes, um, I do, because um, a teacher, we, we're not to call people teachers. So well, why, then you tell me this then. Then tell teacher, me this. Answer me this then. Well, but wait a minute. Tell me this. Why does it say it then? We have a contradiction in the Bible. Because in Ephesians... Well, we have a contradiction in the Bible because I'm reading what the Bible says. And they, in fact, the Bible does it. And he gave some. He gave them to be. Yeah. So why don't, why don't you say like, um, hello, my name is Emery um, Moss. Oh, I'm I, pastor of. I, I, I do. I do. That's what I always say. But still I mention, listen, Carol, but still I mention what I do. I don't say I'm, I say I'm Emery Moss. What do you, I'm the pastor. <laughs> so okay. I do exactly. That's no problem. All I hear is, this is Pastor Ma, Emery Moss. I um, mean, then everybody that calls in says, you know, Pastor, and they're giving you as a title rather than just a person you're no, using. But, but I always, I, but I always give my full name. All, so all you're saying is you're not saying that it's, the title is wrong. It's just got to be used right. Because first you're trying to say it's wrong. Right. right. But you, That's what I'm saying. Right. But, yes, but exactly. you can, right. But you can't say it's wrong because it's used in the Bible. In Acts 13 and 1, now there were at the church. And we're at Antioch, certain prophets and teachers. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying so, to get there too. At yeah. 13 and 1. Well, yeah, so the okay. title is no problem with the titles. I'm with you. They shouldn't be used to boost people up. But just because people mention it first, it's good to know up front. Okay? When something happens on the plane, they say, is there a doctor here? 
<laughs> so it's not the titles. I'm with you. It's how they're used. But if they're used to describe a person, then, Carol, let's not accuse everybody of trying to, uh, you know, be on a pride trip because they say I'm a nurse or I'm a doctor or I'm a lawyer or I'm a chef. These are just titles and uh, descriptions, as you say, to describe what they do. And nothing should give a person a big head if it's describing what they do. Well, okay, I, I, you know, just we are trying to keep it strictly biblical. Well, and I quoted I you right from the Bible. I, I went to the Bible for you. I can't do any better. Can, <laughs> well, well this, you did not quote, and I did not see anywhere in the Bible where it says Pastor Peter, um, because Peter was considered one of the elders. It's always Peter, and he was also an elder. You will not see anywhere in here where they called somebody Pastor Peter. So and so, Pastor Pilate. Uh, no, or Pastor yeah. Timothy. In fact, to be honest with it you, it is not used in that. In that no, manner. it is. I'm sorry, but it is. You can find if you look up elder, you'll find it's used extensively in Peter and in other yes, places but, as well. Look and see, Carolyn. Yeah. Call me back. Do your do some research, and we'll talk about this next time I'm on. All right, that's fine. All Thank right, you for your time. All right, God bless you. Number to call if you want information about our church. Area code three one three nine three three nine two seven zero. Area code 313-933-9270. Find out where we're located. And God bless you. I'm going to see you next time. Sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministry.